how can a parent discern if the goals that the school are supposed to provide to their children are being achieved? I would say that the single most important criteria that our children are doing well in school is that they're happy. That they're happy to go to school and they come home from school happy. And uh, this very simple barometer is true of little kids and kids who are a little bit older and even adolescents. If children are not happy in school, there's probably a reason. Either the school is no good or their relationships with their friends are no good or they're not learning well. And um, it's a very simple test. You know, the famous story with the Rebbe, that the Rebbe sent Rabbi Bel Baumgarten to Kfar Chabad and asked him to go into the classrooms and to see if the children were happy. He didn't ask him to go see if the children were learning, to go and see if the children were happy. It's a very, very real criterion. Here's the thing. What happens to your child when he's a little bit not happy? Or he begins to show a lack of happiness? So, my observation is, my feeling is, that we worry about our children very, very much when they're very, very little. And perhaps it's because they're so vulnerable, perhaps because they're so entirely dependent upon us. When our kids get a little older, especially when our kids be, develop their own minds and their own opinions and their ability to talk back, even if they're really quite little, that means 9, 10, 11, uh, we tend to uh, back off a little bit as parents. And I, I think it's a big mistake. You never stop parenting your child. It's just the style of the parenting changes. There's a difference between how you parent your 30-year-old and your 13-year-old and your three-year-old, but you're always your child's parent. And that involves concerning yourself for the welfare of your child in whatever ways, helping direct them in a way that's correct and productive and healthy. So the simple point that I want to make is that when we have small problems, if we address them, we won't have big ones. If we have little problems and we leave them alone because they're, quote, only little and they're so inconvenient, uh, then leaving those problems alone will, they're not going to go away. They're going to come back at a later date and they're going to be much more severe and much more difficult to deal with. Um, to me personally, and this is what I'm sharing because you asked me my opinion, the most important thing every parent has to be aware of beyond that the child is happy, which is a foundational thing, is that the children are learning. They have to learn. Now, some kids are very bright and they're at the head of their class, and some kids are not very bright and they're not at the head of their class. Even the brightest of children need instruction. Even the best of students um, needs to be helped to advance further. And um, the criteria for them, the thing that the very successful school children that we have is that they have to work hard. Work means that if the schooling is too easy and they become complacent, uh, school is defeating the purpose. They're bright, so they know the stuff, they know the material, they're learning in school, but they're not developing their minds. And um, for the very bright children, that's a very, very, it's a serious problem because that condition is not conducive to being happy, it's not conducive to growth. They're going to become complacent and they're going to get used to not working hard. And at some point in their school life, they're going to encounter challenge, which will be a very big surprise to them. They'll see it as their own personal failing rather than just, I'm finally being challenged and they will not have the, the emotional 
perspective clarity that working hard is actually what school is for so for the brightest of children keeping them the word people like to use is stimulated but the word I like to use working hard that means developing their mind and their skills and in some indirectly even their character is is a goal that we all have from our children and it's something we should be weary of of the children that are very bright the rest of the kids who don't have it so easy in school, who don't get hundreds in all their tests, um, the need to keep up with the standards of the school, whatever those standards are, is paramount. And it's not only so that they should feel uh, accepted and they should be, they should have good self-esteem, but because they have to work. School, I, I said this before, school is about learning, above all else. 90% of what children do in school is learn, even though the experience of going to school is far more than learning. This is where they grow up. This is where they become human beings. But the framework, the structure, the design of this environment that we send our children to each day to help make them into people is an environment of learning. And therefore, failing at learning is failing at life. And we have to make sure our children are learning. And uh, at each stage in their development, we have to pay attention to whether our kids are doing well. And as the kids get older and the learning gets tougher, as I mentioned in one of the earlier discussions that I had about the difficulties of learning Gemara, it's critical that we make sure that our children are working and learning to the best of their abilities. They don't have to get hundreds. But they can't academically drop out. They can't quit. They can't quit because the information, the, the learning is boring and under their level. They can't quit because the information is over their head. And you can't leave that alone. You can't leave that alone. You can't leave that alone even in the sixth grade. Um, and in the seventh grade, where these kinds of problems begin to appear, or perhaps in the fifth grade. Because at that stage in their lives, those are issues that could be addressed. By the time they're teenagers, there's so much frustration, there's so much uh, negative emotion that it's much, much more difficult to address it. And sometimes you have to find much more circumspect, much more indirect ways to deal with it. When the children are younger and the children are not learning, if we pay attention and we notice this, and we take whatever steps we need to, whether we learn with them or we get a tutor who actually is going to help them learn and grow rather than just do homework with them, um, whatever we need to do to get our children to work and to appreciate that as long as they're working, it's okay that they don't get hundreds. I think that's a very, very, very important barometer in parenting that the school is succeeding. Our schools have many responsibilities and they have to give our children many things. But the medium through which, the form through which all of this is delivered is primarily learning. And therefore learning is a lot more important than people think. There are children who go to school and don't learn and schooling, school was a great experience for them for other reasons, but they're the exception. And I think more and more this is something which is becoming real. If your child is not learning in school, don't leave it alone. Do what you need to do to make that change, including the possibility of changing their school or changing their classroom and so on. These are all criteria that are very important. Now, another issue which is very complicating in all of this is friends. As our children get older, friends become more important. And to tear them away from their friends could be cruel. But to allow them to stay with their friends, if the cost of staying with their friends is there for all intents and purposes, failing in school is another kind of cruelty. It's not going to feel cruel to them at the point, at the moment that you're doing it, 
but in life it'll be very very costly and how do you deal with these dilemma how do you deal with these complexities of I need my children my children to continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to go in a good direction but I don't want to hurt the relationship with their friends each person needs to seek counsel when these issues arise when the issues come up but and and figure out a plan that is not that painful for the child but to leave a child in school who's failing at learning especially if his failure at learning is paining him in the upper elementary grades is a very big mistake because it's gonna it's gonna become unmanageable at some point um, and, and if I had to say it in one sentence it's critically important that parents pay attention not only pay attention when they're in kindergarten and in nursery when everybody's paying attention but pay attention in the third grade and in the fifth grade and the seventh grade and pay attention when the children say leave me alone I'm a big boy or a big girl don't mix into my business we have to pay attention and if things are not right we need to figure out what is not right and what steps need to be taken to make it right and like I said the most basic barometer in school is that children are succeeding in learning to to their, to their capabilities, no more, no less. Uh, there's one other thing I want to say about this, which is a bit sensitive and um, some people may be offended by it, but I, I think it's really true. Teachers are more often right than wrong. Oftentimes we'll go to PTA, we'll meet teachers and they'll tell us things about our children that we don't like. And um, we'll either determined that our teachers are critical, they don't like our child, they don't understand their child, and that may all be true, but you know what else? Even if it's true that the teacher doesn't understand the child, probably what the teacher tells you is factual, meaning if the teacher describes a child that's, that's falling out of the place where he's supposed to be, and I've been focusing very strongly on the idea of learning, so I'll sort of continue that idea that a child's median in terms of succeeding as a person as it relates to school is that he doesn't waste his time that he learns and ideally that he uses his mind that he's developing his mind if a teacher says that a student is not doing well he's sort of sliding and usually there are causes there are reasons it's probably the truth and the same is also true if the teacher will say to a parent in whatever grade whatever age your child is falling spiritually he doesn't have the same enthusiasm now how to react is a bit, is a different question um, but often what the teachers tell us is accurate and we do ourselves a very big disservice if we take it personally because it isn't personal it's our child's life teachers sometimes are wrong they are they make mistakes especially young teachers but they're usually right and I think if if in this segment I spoke of two points number one if you want to have an indication how well your child is doing in school see if he's happy or not number two make sure that he's not falling behind in his learning at least in a median level in the average level the number three is pay attention to what the teacher tells you and uh, the teacher says there's a problem he may have a solution he may not have a solution she may have a solution she may not have a solution meaning to say you may have to go someplace else to find it but take the word seriously and taking the word serious doesn't mean becoming hysterical and coming home and screaming at your child it means put it into your brain process it and then figure out together with your spouse how to act on it 
And oftentimes, like I said before, if we will address the little problems, we will not have to deal with the big ones.